I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. Oh my gosh. Hi, Tina. Hi, Alex. Wow. You've had a week. You had a huge job this week. Oh my god. I had a humongous job. And I I tried really hard to be as prepared as I could be. But you know, when you're working on a set, things just happen and come up that like you just can't prepare for. Things constantly happen and come up. It's constantly putting out fires that there's no time for, there's no money for, there's not enough people. It's just so many unforeseen. But that's why people understand in production, you have to be as organized as humanly possible with the things you can control because there's going to be 50% of things that you can't control that you're just going to have to deal with. Yes. Okay, but But tell tell us, so you were a makeup artist all week, but like tell us about, I want to hear, I want to hear everything. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we... One of my (laughs) multi-hyphenates. So yes, I'm a makeup artist, but I'm also the managing director for the nonprofit off-Broadway theater company, Out of the Box Theatrics. Um, And Out of the Box Theatrics, in collaboration with Homedale Theater Company, is and Blair Russell, um, we're all producing The Last Five Years, um, which is a musical. It's a two-person musical by Jason Robert Brown. um, And it's traditionally played by two white actors. And Norbert Leo Butts, Sherry Renee Scott originated the roles. Um, Betsy Wolf, and was it was it Jeremy Jordan and Betsy Wolf that did it in 2013? I think so. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's just been done. It's it's a great, cool story of a relationship uh, over the span of five years. Oh, Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. I yeah, that, Jeremy was, Jordan. that was the movie. That was the, the movie, movie that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a story. It takes place. Uh, it's from the perspective of the the woman, it starts at the end of the relationship and moves backwards to so when she meets her husband, boyfriend, fiance. Um, the, for the guy, it starts at the beginning of the relationship and then they meet in the middle. And it's a really cool concept for a show. It's really great. And we wanted to turn it on its head and we wanted to tell a new story from a new perspective. Um, and one of the great things about Out of the Box is that it's a site-specific organization. So we like to pick a place and set the set the story in the actual location. So we have an apartment in Midtown that we placed the last five years. And we also wanted to create a space um, for our BIPOC artists. So our entire creative team, minus myself and um, our sound designer, are people of color and it's diverse. And our two lead actors are incredible storytellers. And they just so happen to be BIPOC artists. And they're absolutely fantastic and it really it we got a whole new spin on the story and the the tale and they took it and made it their own beautiful creative exciting story and I can't wait for everyone to see it because it's a last five years that no one has done no one has seen it's so beautifully shot by um, our director of photography, Brian Bond. Um, we've got a Tony Award-winning musical director who also directed it, Jason Michael Webb. We've got just an incredible team. And both of our actors have been on Broadway multiple times, Nasia Thomas and Nick Edwards. Um, it's just, it's so fantastic. And we we just wrapped today. I just came from um, the final day of, of shooting and it's I am so excited for everyone to see it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I cannot wait. And when you were telling me about this, I didn't realize that it was a new spin on the story. And I didn't realize you had such a cool cast. I didn't know the details. And I read the article and I'm seeing some of the photos. And I am so excited. I am so pumped. 
really excited for people to see it. And I think it's going to turn the musical theater world, especially now when everything's digital and online, it's going to turn it on its head. So when are we, how are we seeing it and where are we watching it? So we're watching it online. It's going to be a live streamed event. Uh, we open March 15th and you can get your tickets at outoftheboxtheatrics.com. So outoftheboxtheatrics.com. Um, and you can also just Google out of the box last five years. It's We're all over Playbill. We're all over Broadway World. Um, or you can check out like uh, my stories, my Facebook. We might, maybe I'll throw a story up on our um, our podcast yeah. uh, page so that people can figure out where to find uh, tickets. Yeah. But seriously, it's going to be so good. I'm really, really proud of it. And it's just, I mean, last night, so last night uh, we stayed until, we were there until one o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Um, and we were pull- we were pulling long days. Like we, we, we thought originally we could do normal days, 10 to six, that'd be great first day we were like there's no way so we extended our hours and then the the you know actors we we keep them very strictly on a schedule because of union rules but um the crew stayed last night to find the best takes of songs so that we could sync up the sound for today all this stuff and you know it was one o'clock in the morning we're all exhausted we've been going for 14 hours and we were still like moved to tears last night we were we burst into applause like multiple times because we were like this is so good this is so amazing and we were all just like so excited and today when I left I was like okay you guys I'm, I'm leaving and the whole crew like gave me a round of applause and I had this beautiful note from the actors and I mean it was just like this wonderful incredible experience and I just I want everybody to see it it's gonna be incredible it's gonna be amazing I'm so excited and I'm so excited that yes you had those long hours but that it was such an incredible project and experience <sighs> because there's yeah. nothing worse than those long hours if with something that you don't believe in or that's not a good exactly. group of people people or something. I'm so yes. excited. I'm so oh my God. excited to see and it. Wait until you hear this music. It's so beautiful. I and mean, the music is great on its own. But then when you hear these voices, like these two particular artists are, they have voices of actual angels. It's oh gosh. unbelievable. I'm so excited. <laughs> I I cannot wait. I really cannot yes. wait. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How's your week been? It's fine. It's good. I'm really like, I'm getting a little just winter burnt out. I mean, we we're so close. We're so close to some warm weather. A little pandemic work from home burnt out. I just Mm -hmm. feel a little like a crazy person where I feel very lucky to have opportunities and things going on, but it feels crazy doing everything in the same room 24-7. Yes. And it's so – it's such an interesting thing because I'm very grateful to be having self-tapes right now for commercial projects or other projects, things like that. Like self-tapes, if someone doesn't know, it's like an audition that I would – we would have in the before time, but you do it at home. But – Sounds easy. No, 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 no. And with COVID, there's so little notice. So like I'll have a day plan of like projects, meetings, whatever. And then a self-tape will come. You have to have this in a few hours. Well, that involves like taking my husband away from his work to help me set up lighting, camera, read, memorize a script, shoot it, then edit it, which in iMovie, which is a whole thing, then send it. And it's just, it's just crazy doing your entire day work, different types of work, relaxing everything in, in one room. So I'm just excited to just be. <laughs> be outside more soon. So I'm jealous yes. of your on set days. I've been having a lot of 
work from home. Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. left my apartment at all yesterday or today. Let's, you know, just crazy making. I, were you were you the one that posted this on your stories? Um, the the meme that was like, no, we don't work from home. We live at work. That's exactly what I posted. Someone yes. posted okay, that it on was Twitter. You. And I was like, this is me. This is me. I'm yes. having boundary issues with my devices because I just am available 24-7 and uh-huh. I'm never not working on something and then, oh, I'm going to have dinner and I'm going to relax. No, actually the computer is still out. I'm going to work. It's just kind of a free-for-all oh. with no change of environment is mm-hmm. is a little nuts. And here's the thing is that gone are the days of, oh, there's nothing going on, like the perpetual oh snow day. The, I mean, yes. those, those are long gone. There's a lot long of stuff gone. going on. It's just looks way different. It's takes more time and mm-hmm. there's a lot of work from home which which you and I are are not used to as a people who no. work from you know sit in an office for you know the past 10 years we have never done that so it's an adjustment um it's crazy crazy the other thing is I have to get a whole second tray of Invisalign 14 more or whole another round of Invisalign 14 more trays these bottoms just do oh, not no. want to move so yeah just you know I, so okay you know I told you I went to that new dentist the other yes. few weeks yeah. ago okay well while I was in there of course and I was like are you guys trying to just upsell me I don't know but like while I was in there they're like you know you probably you need to get your teeth straightened and I was like I've never had braces I've never had a retainer I've never had anything done on my teeth and it's the first time I've ever heard all like my, all my life I've always been like you're so lucky you've got a great set of teeth and you've never had to have braces and this is the first time they were like well we can see that you grind your teeth a lot and I was like well yeah and they're like but also like you there's a lot of crowding and like have you considered Invisalign and I was like what no and they sent me like a mock-up payment plan because I don't have dental insurance Alex but dental insurance does not cover Invisalign and here's the thing there's you can get it for cosmetic reasons or for health reasons I actually had to get it for health reasons because I have these genetic receding gums on my bottoms and my bottom teeth were so crowded that they were like moving like like up and away and like my gums (laughs) were like like desperately trying to hold on and like pulling so it was good about to give me gum disease which like come on yes. that's the last thing I need in the world but but Invisalign is not covered by dental insurance which no, I no. have dental insurance and it is not covered and it and is a doozy. It's expensive. It's expensive and it's I was like I, I'm just gonna grind my teeth down to nubs and I'm gonna just get a night guard. Not well, I have super, a night guard. Oh you do I'm gonna say not super sexy but like nope. you just bite the bullet. These days, I uh, let me tell you, I the dating scene, guys, is it's 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 sparse. Like I feel like I am an old westerner walking into a like an empty saloon with tumbleweeds and like the whistle in the wind when it comes to dating. Because I'm like, where are they? Okay, where but are what's they? happening though? What's oh wait 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 before before we I want your dating update right now. I have to give my PSA because I gave a PSA about colon cancer and now I need to give one <gasps> yes. about thyroid PSAs. cancer because another similarity that Tina and I have. First of all, both of our lovely mothers were makeup artists and we love them. And they both also had thyroid cancer in their Mm -hmm. early 50s. And if it runs in your family or if you have any sort of thyroid issue, which I have hypothyroid, you are supposed to ask for um, a covering for your neck when you get an x-ray. So I was at this new orthodontist getting ready for my second round of Invisalign and the, the um, they take me back in and they're like, we have to do all these x-rays, all these things. And I was like, okay, can I please have a neck 
cover. Well, there's a whole different suit covering thing with a neck shield, but they just don't offer it. I don't know why, but if you ask for it, they'll give it to you. So just ladies, thyroid cancer is very common in women. Just women, whenever you get an x-ray, ask to cover your throat and your neck. Just I had no idea about this. I did not know this. I'm so glad. I'm actually getting x-rays next week at the chiropractor and I will ask that. I had no idea. Uh Uh-huh. My mom's doctor actually said just, you know, to be safe, just always get your Mm -hmm. neck covered. So just everyone do that. All right. Anyway, back to the fun stuff. Or maybe not so so (laughs) fun. fun. We'll see. I mean, I really have nothing to report. I've been working like a crazy woman. And I just – I like – I will get on the apps and I'm just like (sighs) – just exhaust. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And it's the last thing I want to worry about. And I just, I can't. I know. <laughs> I, I can't. So I'm, I'm just giving myself the rest of the week to like just get, you know, my life together. And then maybe next week I'll get back into the game of it. It's, it's okay, just hard. Okay, this is an atypical week for you. You're literally on yes. set till 1 a.m. This is not the prime week to be like making connections and chatting. Exactly. You, could, you barely have had time to wash your hair this week, like, oh, let alone. Oh, I, my hair, it, I, you, I don't know the last time I washed it. Couldn't tell you. Exactly. So there's no time. Yeah. So we'll check back in again next week. Okay, great. When you've Thank had you. some rest. You've had some idle time on your apps and we'll see how it's going. Yes. Um, Thank you. Okay. So Tina and I have watched three things recently that have just knocked our socks off and we – Socks off. Socks are off and we have to unpack them. And they are the new Britney Spears documentary, the documentary on the Nexium sex cult called Seduced. And also mm-hmm. the incredible film, Promising Young Woman. And we're going to just, oh. we're going to unpack any and all thoughts. So, so spoiler alert, there will be spoilers for the, these three things. So go watch them and come back or just mm-hmm. listen and then you'll hear how you need to watch these things. And yes. So um, anyway, so should we start with Brittany? Oh my God. Let's start with Brittany. Because she's my, she, oh. oh. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, Mm -hmm. wow. Where do we even... So it's the New York Times presents Framing Britney Spears. Um, You can watch it on Hulu. And it's incredible. It's unlike anything you've ever seen regarding Britney Spears. And I think the thing that like makes me so sad is that she's become the butt of all these jokes. And you watch this documentary and you go, oh my God, this woman has been tortured. And it starts from such a young age. She was she was a child when she was like thrust into the Mickey Mouse Club and started this whole journey to stardom. And she was absolutely just ridiculed from the beginning and sexualized and then told that, that wasn't a good thing. And then, you know, these mothers were coming at her saying they wanted to, they would kill her um, if, if her children met her because she's such a bad influence. And it's like, but then she had no control. And so now she's stuck in this situation where I, I don't blame her. I mean, the fact that she's even still alive is is amazing to me. I mean, she well, first of all, we are both millennials. We ha- I haven't thought about Britney Spears deeply, I mean in a few years in the past few years until this free Britney movement. Yeah. Big part of our childhoods. I mean, wow. She was everywhere. We were we lived through all of these phases of her life. She is owed so many apologies. It is unbelievable. Oh my God. I don't yeah. think that that host of Star Search is still <gasps> alive. Maybe he is. I'm not sure. But yeah. oh 
Oh my God. To ask a little girl on stage being taped in front of all of America, do you have a boyfriend? (sighs) What about me? And you can just see in her poor little eyes. She's trying to smile. She's like, I know I should smile. I'm on TV, but this is weird. I don't know how to deal with this. You can see it behind her eyes that she's so uncomfortable and doesn't know what to say. And then we fast forward later. That Diane Sawyer interview (gasps) made me... Oh, I was crawling out of my skin. So to your point where you say there were mothers coming out saying they wanted to kill her because of her influence. Yeah. Diane Sawyer reads something that this woman says where I think she's a politician. I don't know, but it was a tweet or something where she said, well, if I could, I would just shoot Britney Spears. Like I have children and she's such a bad influence. And Diane Sawyer reads that to Britney Spears to her face. And Britney's like, well, ew, that's so sad that she said that. And like, awful. That's awful. And Diane doubles down on it and says, well, Britney, she has kids. And Britney actually responds in incredibly appropriately by saying, well, I'm not here to babysit her kids. And it's just in all of these interviews, they try to just cut her to her core. Okay, also on the apology tour is Justin Timberlake, but he actually made his apology. Have you heard this? Uh, okay, did yes, you read he it? did. And I read it. I read oh. it. And here are my thoughts. Ooh, Here's my oh, God, thoughts. I'm scared. Okay. I was like, Justin, I Okay, I I think she deserves a little bit more than, like, he pulled up his notes app on his phone and, like... Well, let's say what he even did. So, first of all, a podcast clip came out of him and they were like, did you sleep with Britney Spears? He's like, oh, yeah, I did. Like, something like that. Like, very bro-y. Very bro-y at a time. Making Mm -hmm. fun of laughing at a time. And she's obviously in a very delicate mental place. So, just not a good look. So, then he took to Instagram. Yes. Then he took to Instagram and he did, like, a four-swipe, like, a four slide um or like two slides of apologizing and like took responsibility and like okay yes okay I get it like that at least it's something but I'm just like it's better than nothing <laughs> I don't know I just think that people that wronged her need to do so much more she I just feel like the only thing I keep thinking is that she was completely just chewed up and spit out mm-hmm. by this mm-hmm. country by the media by the music business, the the paparazzi. I mean, honestly, even when we were younger, I wasn't the biggest Britney Spears fan. I was very much like in my- I was a huge fan. I respected her. her. I respected her as, because I was a dancer and a singer and I like respected her, but I wasn't like like idolizing her. I was very much all Mm -hmm. kind of like in my like grunge phase at the time. Uh, So, but like I always, always, always respected her. And it's just the, the same, story just would not happen to a guy. Wouldn't have been tortured. And I mean, when she shaved her head and took out that umbrella, I did not blame her. And you know what? Alec Baldwin and Kanye West have punched so many paparazzi in the face. They, they're, no one cares. But Britney Spears, it's always, it's the women are crazy thing. You're having a breakdown. She's unstable. Mm -hmm. Is she a bad mom? Like all of these terrible things. Um, The other thing that I found so heartbreaking is when she had the mental capacity to understand, I will not, I understand that I will not be getting out of this conservatorship, that this is a thing that I have to do. But my only request is that it not be my father. Mm -hmm. You know, subtext for me was like, yeah, not my father who got drunk and left the family and wasn't around for half my life and now is back and wants to manage my money. But instead, she's stuck with cheese grits Jamie that I just... Cheese, okay, the cheese grits. 
scene. Okay, that is from a MTV documentary that I watched years ago, and they played the one cheese grit scene in this new Britney documentary that has scarred me for years. I remember watching it years ago, and it's just a quick clip of like her father, Jamie, being like, cheese grits. It's like, it's the breakfast Southern girls, breakfast of champions in the South or something. And just that shot, I was like, oh God, this is my worst nightmare. Just a man in my house that I don't like for feeding me cheese grits like I just right oh I never forgot it I never (laughs) forgot that scene and then they play it and I just like oh she's stuck with Jamie and cheese grits well and here's the thing it's like they're saying that she doesn't have the mental capacity to to manage her own money but she's perfectly capable of doing a full-on show in Las Vegas for years on end like I'm sorry if if you have the mental capacity like doing a show is and even a step beyond that okay so say fine say there's something things we don't know. Fine, 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 fine. When she was about to agree, can I please just have a professional conservator, not my father? Why? Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. Why did it have to be him? I don't understand. That That's the thing. Well, and the other thing that's really bugging me is that it's all men that are in charge, her lawyers, the people, her managers, the the judges, the everyone that's in charge of any decision making for her is a man. There are yeah. no women going, you know what, actually Jamie should stay the, the conservator, you know, like guy it's, there's no women in her corner and the, I'm gonna sort of spin off into the seduced talking about the seduced yeah show so seduced is about the Nexium cult and um the the thing that I loved about I, I listened to a podcast after that was off of the, the it was on stars and it was um a podcast through stars and it interviewed the the showrunner and the producer of it and they were like what we wanted to make sure of when of, we were interviewing of, wait of seduced of seduced got it yes Sorry, my brain's all over the place. Um, yeah. But they were saying, you know, we we wanted to interview these women that were a part of this this sex cult, and we wanted to make sure though that we it was an all female team. Yeah, we wanted all the producers, all of the people on set, everyone was a female. Um, because I think, and it goes back to promising young women too. So if you've seen that, it's it's so much of this male dominated world. And I'm not here to like shit on men. Like that's not no. what I want to do, or like be you know negative towards men. But like women get the shit end of the stick in every situation and nobody nobody can stand nobody stands up for them and you're right it, it's your you're labeled this crazy emotional woman if you have any sort of backbone to stand up for yourself but then the women around her like poor felicia her, her longtime assistant and her mother are nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Well, they're Ugh. just, they're stomped on. I feel like they're just, yes. they are stomped on. It just felt like they were shooed away. Mm-hmm. No, Jamie's coming out of nowhere. Hasn't been around for 15 years, but he's here now to manage the money and make all the decisions. Goodbye, Felicia. And goodbye, Brittany's mother, who have been by her yep. side every step of the yep. way in her career. Yikes. But God, yeah. you will think of the whole thing. If you grew up with Britney and you saw this happen in real time, you will think of the media, of of this country, of Britney so differently after watching this. Oh, so it. differently. Watch this. Watch Well, this. and like these interviews, you would never get away with it. I mean, the thing – she was on – when she was on Regis and Kathy Lee and – 
like he was that oh wait am i thinking no i'm thinking of anna nicole smith there was another documentary that i watched with anna nicole smith and she was on regis and, and kathy lee and regis made this really gross comment like sexualized comment to her and it's like i think that people like britney spears who went through this trauma who who basically was just ruined by the media she's the reason we now talk about this and why it's not okay because she had but she had to be the one to sacrifice herself and go through those horrible interviews where she was absolutely absolutely humiliated and just it was disgusting how these men would talk to her and women would talk to her and ask her these questions. Definitely. And it's one thing, it's one thing reading the Demi Moore's memoirs and hearing about what the business was like in the 90s because we were little kids. It's, right. It feels more far away. It's another thing watching this documentary back and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, if we were there for that. Because oh it was God. a while ago, but not that long ago. And it was just not okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so next on the list, another holy smokes. Holy smokes. Seduced. Mm-hmm. So Seduced is a documentary about the Nexium cult. And the vow is kind of part one of this. The vow is a lot of the setup, a lot of the good things about the organization, why people got drawn into the first place. And the vow kind of ends when it started taking a deep turn or when people started realizing it started taking a mm-hmm. deep turn. And then Seduced picks up where the vow left off and follows specifically this young girl named India Oxenberg and her mother, Catherine Oxenberg, who was on Dynasty. She's a famous actress. And it follows her journey through kind of the worst of it when Nexium broke off into its little subdivision of DOS, which was DOS was the sex cult run by yes. Keith Rainier. All these people are in jail now, by the way. The uh-huh. sex cult was run by Keith Rainier. And they all basically it ended with the women having to call people master and ask if they could eat and restricting calories and their hair was falling out and then they were all branded like so first of all you don't have to watch the vow it's a lot of setup but really truly watch seduced it is because you think I would never do that. That could never happen to me. But it shows you how these women had been groomed for years to to come to this point where they were laying on the table being branded for this yes. organization. And grooming grooming is, is actually relatively new in my vocabulary. I had heard the term, well, I mean, like TMI here, but I, I was groomed as a as a young woman. And like, we'll talk about that in some point. Or if you see me in person, you can ask me about it. But I was groomed by a... Uh, a man who was a teacher of mine. And uh, I was told later on in therapy that this man showed traits of being a cult leader. This was this is what a cult leader does. All of that to say is grooming. I was not really in my vocabulary. I had been told that it had happened to me, but I didn't under I, I thought, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. I was in complete control. I had complete control over what was happening. I as I've aged and as I've researched what grooming is. Oh my God, I was absolutely textbook groomed. And you don't realize it's happening because the the manipulator is such a master that it makes, he makes you think that you are in control of everything. 
And Keith Raniere is, oh my God, he is textbook. And I know that we've all met someone like Keith Raniere. We've all experienced a Keith Raniere in our life. And yes, you watch the documentary and you go, well, he's so creepy. Why? And off, out of context and you you see these interviews and it, oh yeah, that's creepy. Well, yeah, he makes everybody kiss him on the mouth when they see him. And oh, well, yeah, I would never do that. It doesn't start like that. It does no. not start like that. I no. guarantee he's, he, when, if you meet him in person, there's something about them. It doesn't, it, he, he got to that level. No, it does not start with, um, hi, excuse me. Would you like to join this sex call and be a sex no. slave and be branded, um, without no. anesthesia? Would it start? <laughs> no, exactly. Not, that does, it does not start that way. It starts as, and that's why I think Seduce is so fascinating because India, this girl who who went through the call and came out the other side, her mother is heavily featured in this documentary. And she talks about how I feel partially responsible, she said, because we were an LA family. I'm very into health and wellness. I was always bringing her to a guru here, a yoga mm-hmm. class, a meditation expert. And I went to the first meeting with her. At the time, she said it was a cool LA thing. A lot of actors were doing it. And it mm-hmm. was to optimize your life, to get over childhood trauma, to get over limitations. And those are positive things. I mean, dealing with childhood trauma and and getting the language of I can't do this out of your vocabulary are things that will happen in any good therapy session. Yes. And that is where it started. And this woman went with her daughter to this five-day intensive and she said, I feel so responsible. But then Mm -hmm. India got sucked in and it's so heartbreaking because she said, I just was wondering what I should do with my life. She was early 20s at the time and she said, I just wanted to start a business and I thought maybe this could help me find the tools to start a business. But then it completely, completely sucked her in. And Doss was the sex cult um, section of this organization. Like a master-slave yes. situation. But here's here's the kicker. Keith was behind all of it, but no one knew he was behind all of it. Oh, God, this was so creepy. This was kind of advertised to them as a women's support group, like a women's empowerment group run by women. So a mm-hmm. lot of the masters were women. Mm-hmm. So Allison Mack... Smallville mm-hmm. actress, mm-hmm. famous actress from Smallville, was like one of the most famous women leaders of this cult. She, I think, is now in jail. Yeah. But they would have to – so it starts off as these self-help seminars, retreats, um, workshops. And then slowly in DOS, it became get up every morning for these poor women. Text your master. You had to – well, or, or they would text you and you had to respond within 60 seconds. And if you didn't – you were punished. Uh-huh. But they had to ask if they could eat or do anything. Do literally anything. And then they would get these assignments. And one of India's assignments was to seduce Keith. And it was all f- – the thing that really, really pisses me off about this is that – or about organizations like this is that you are not allowed to have any of your emotions. So she was obviously very uncomfortable about that. But it was spun as, well, you have to get over your hangups about sex. You have to get over the way you feel uncomfortable about your own body. That is your problem. There's nothing wrong with this. Like, no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. You are having a problem. You're having a problem. Well, and that's the thing with cults is it's a whole, there are no victims. Victims don't exist. 
there are no victims because you are in your own way. And that was, it's really murky water because they also talk about um, like, well, child abuse and, and rape. And they say, no, it's, there's some, that's, there are no victims. If you think you were raped, you weren't. And it's like, wait, wait, what? So brutal. It's so brutal. So brutal. But like the way it's phrased, it's so, it's so tricky how they do it. And I don't, I, I mean, I know exactly how they do it, it's, but like, it's, it's really frightening because it's very easy to fall into. They frame it as empowerment. Yes. And self-help. They're, and, you know, we're going to change your life. And, and it, and as this sort of elite program, like we're going to give you the secret juice. We're going to give you the secret to life. Well, okay. So did you ever, okay. I don't know. I hope if anyone listens to this, whatever, I'm, I'm just airing all my dirty laundry. Please. Have you heard Please. of Landmark, the Landmark Forum? Tina, I can't believe you just said that because yes, and I have been. I have been and one. I left on the Wait, third day. H- how old were I you? I was 26. Okay, I was 15 <gasps> and I had to – I went to like a teen oh, – Wait, yes. I think I remember you telling me this. I, I don't know if I've told you this. So I was having, I mean, a lot had happened in the past few years. My dad passed away. My parents got divorced. There was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Plus I was at, I was 14. Mm-hmm. Like that's a tough age anyway. And I was pissed off. Like I was just an angry, mad teenager. Yeah. And my mom heard about Landmark and there is this thing. It's like teen problem solving. And, you know, we go and teenagers like work together. Okay, cut to, it was so psychotic and it was like teenage criminals and like oh my me God. I was like I'm just having a hard time like I don't know why I'm here oh my god and but Okay, I was, I didn't know, you, I wasn't going to mention it because I didn't know that you knew what it was, but it's so much it's like this. It's so I, much like this. I'm so relieved that we're talking about it. And do you know what else made me think of it? So India Oxenberg was on one of my favorite podcasts, The Skinny Confidential, mm-hmm. and they yes. talk about Landmark and they compare yes. Nexium to Landmark and they also compare it to Scientology. And India said, anyone's telling you they're going to change mm-hmm. your life without, you know, in a little joking way, but if anyone's really serious saying they're going to change your life or telling you that you cannot have your emotions or that your reaction to a situation is invalid, get get out out of there. there. And that's what Landmark is. Okay, but wait, 26 though, I have hazy memories, but I know that it was a lot like the beginnings of Nexium. but you were 26. Oh, it was exactly like your response. I I went because I, I, oh my gosh, I don't think we'll get in trouble. I don't know if we do, whatever. Um, so I used to work for Lululemon and Lululemon is a big yeah. fan of, of Landmark. And if you reach a certain part of the company, they will send you to Landmark and pay for it. And I was sort of climbing the the ladder at, at Lululemon and I was one of their managers, like one of their key leaders is what it's called. And I was hoping to sort of continue to advance. And I thought, well, yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the Landmark forum. And it's a three-day intensive that you to, to be introduced to it. And it's from like eight in the morning to 10 at night. And you go to this giant conference room and there are no windows. It's in a basement. You walk in, you get, Uh you pick up your name tag. You are not allowed to eat or drink or use your cell phone or do anything because they don't want your, your mind or your body distracted. So if you're drinking water or eating a banana, you're not, you're not fully taking it all in. So first, first thing, deprivation, they're depriving you of like basic human needs. So you go in there and they they basically are like, you know, they and they have people all around the room 
that are going to come get you in trouble. So if you pull out a banana, they're going to go, you can't do that. You have to put that away. And then you've got a, like a leader, a master, a, a vanguard, a whatever. I don't know what they call it, but like a, a leader of it. And he gets up there on the stage. Well, Keith, Keith Rainier vanguard. vanguard. Yes. Just so- <laughs> and so there's this whole conference. All these chairs are set up and there's a giant stage and a person gets up there and they say, we're going to give you this, this three-day intensive. We're going to give you the secret to to living your best life, basically. Um, and the whole day, the whole first day is just all about, so tomorrow you're going to learn this. Okay, but and then tomorrow you're going to learn about this. And tomorrow we're going to, and it was like, so when you come back tomorrow, and then we're going to give you some homework. And, and okay, so you, so you go and you leave at 10 o'clock at night and you have homework that night. So it's like to reach out to friends and family about some particular thing. I can't really remember. I didn't do it. And then, so the next day I showed up and I was like, I don't really like this. this is, I, it's kind of feeling a little weird and I don't know, but it, but they keep saying show up, show up and it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel weird. The first few days, it's going to feel like you're going to have a lot of doubts. You're really not going to understand that. And you're going to, are you feeling like you want to leave? That, that makes a lot of sense because, and so you're like, okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. And it was the second, or it was, so then they said, you know, come back the third day. So I came back the third day and I was really like, I don't know. And then they started saying, okay, so on Tuesday night when you come back. And I was like, Tuesday night, you keep saying the next day something's going to happen. And now I have to come back on Tuesday. I'm not even supposed to be here on Tuesday. What's Tuesday? Well, and bring somebody, bring someone with you so they can experience the truth of landmark, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's, here's what, where I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. They started talking about consequences and um, having reactions and victims. And there are no victims in the, in, if you see yourself as a victim, you are holding yourself back. And they brought up rape and they said, you know, a lot of, a lot of women say they've been, I mean, not so, they didn't say this particular sentence, but it was this sentiment of like a lot of women claim to have been raped, but there was something in you that caused that to happen is basically what it said. And I was like, (gasps) wait, what? And this woman next to me was having this horribly strong reaction. And there was a break, there was a, a pause. And I turned to her and I said, are you okay? And she was like, I hate it here. She goes, I was raped. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be here. I don't want to hear this. I, I am a victim of, of sexual abuse. And, and I just said to her, I go, leave. You can go. You can leave. No one's, no one's. And she goes, well, my friend paid for me to be here. Um, I, I feel really bad because I, I'm really having a hard time in my life and I need to, I need this self-help. She's like, but I am just absolutely beside myself. The last two days have been miserable for me. I don't believe anything that's going on. And I said, just go. You should go. Call your friend right now and leave. So she gets up and she like starts to walk out within 10. I like go about my break. I go and sit back down. One of the like people that are babysitting us comes over and they're like, they're like, so, oh, also you're not, if you know somebody in the thing, you're not allowed to sit next to them and you have to sit somewhere else. Yes, I did have, I did, I did have to do that. But I, so I also, this is fascinating to me. I cannot believe we've never talked about this before because I definitely remember all of these pieces, basement, deprivation, Mm -hmm. moderators all around you watching you. But I definitely did get a little bit of a watered down version because it was a teen version. So I don't think we were going to bring that up. Well, and I'm sure like if someone from Landmark is hearing this, they're going to go, we never said that. And no, they didn't come out and say that like scriptural, but like that, that was this, that was what was being said. That was exactly what was being said because this woman had such a reaction to it. And with, so the break went on, she, I saw her get up and go and like try and leave. And people were stopping her from doing that. One of the moderators or whatever came and sat down next to me and said, what did you say to that woman that was sitting next to you? And I said, well, she was having a really difficult time with what was just spoken about, about sexual violence against 
women. And I, I said, she was free to leave. Like she didn't have to stay. And he said, and where do you think you get the right to do that? Where do you get, where do you find that? Um, where, where do you find that you get off telling someone what to do? Why do you think that you have that power? And I was like, I don't. And he was like, that's, that's really not any of your business to tell her what to do. And I was like, okay. And then at the end of the break, the guy that was like leading the whole seminar got up on stage and was like, so it's been brought to my attention that a few of you have taken it upon yourselves to start uh, giving other people within the course some advice. And you might suggest that they leave. Let me just say that you this is not going to help you. And it was this whole speech and it was directed right to me. And I was shaking. I was shaking and I was sweating and I was like, at the next break, I am out of here. So the next break happened. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to go step outside. I ran for the hills. I left and they called me all day long. My phone would not stop ringing. They were leaving messages saying, hi, Tina, we noticed that you didn't come back from break. Um, we just, we want to make sure that, you know, you come back and, and finish out the seminar. It wasn't like, are you okay? Did something happen? It was like, we want to, we want you to come back. So come back, come back. They called me for the next six months. I finally had to block their number and say, you have to take me off your list. Do not call me ever again. Um, it was, I did not care for it. Some people have had great experiences with it. It is not for me. That is psychotic. Yeah. That is a psychotic experience that you went to, a borderline traumatizing experience. That is insane. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Do not. No. That is no. insane. No. And it it truly goes mm-hmm. against, I, I'm thinking of Glennon Doyle's book Untamed right now, because it truly goes against everything that you learned or that you have to undo. Being a little girl, looking outside yourself for for your what you what your needs are instead of in yourself, looking outside yourself for confirmation, yes. for validation to, you know, not trust your gut, you know, you're just being, you're fine, you're supposed to feel, no, 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 no. We spend all these years working on knowing our inner truth, trusting our gut, not disappointing ourselves, disappointing other people before Mm -hmm. we disappoint ourselves. And that is just so antithetical to everything that I believe in. That is insane. I am so sorry that happened Oh my God, well, me too. And I hope I don't get in trouble and I hope the landmark... That is psychotic. People don't come and hunt me down and, you know, get me for slander, but... God. No, not for us. Well, you know what? We... Sorry. We're not landmark fans. I, I'm I'm not ashamed. We're not. We're not Nexium fans either. We're... It's not our thing. If, if that's your thing, go do you, but... Go do you. But I've been hearing a lot of comparisons of landmark to Nexium. Me Because they too. have a lot of the same foundation, a lot of the same... I was listening to sort of that... Those initial... What they call them? ESP or whatever uh-huh. with Nexium and like uh-huh. what that was like. And, and I was like, oh my God, this is landmark. This is landmark. It's... It's crazy. It's crazy. But okay, yeah. so so fascinating because you and I can truly see how easy it would be oh. to get sucked in. And so you know, yes. my friend Phil said to me, he was like, when The Vow came out, I was late to the game on this because I like just watched it. But when The Vow came out, he was like, hey, did you watch that Nexium like sex call documentary? I was like, no. He's like, oh, were you ever invited to a Nexium meeting? Because I feel like it would be something that someone would want you to go to with them. And I was like, so I was like, 
You think that someone would invite me to be in a sex cult? Like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah. It does look like something that someone – because, again, I'm into health and wellness. Like, like, Alex, you would love this. Come with me. I'm shocked that I was not invited. Maybe I was, honestly, and I just didn't go. I don't know. But it's – I was thinking a lot about narrow escapes. Like, because this thing just happened and it was in New York City and this just Mm -hmm. happened in like 2018. I was at Landmark. What if I got super sucked into Landmark at age 14 and I I was a totally different person right now? I just feel like I've narrowly escaped Landmark and Nexium at this point. Oh, yeah. No, like if I hadn't been groomed by a person when I was young, I probably would have been the leader of the Nexium cult. I I swear to God. But like I would have been Allison Mack's right-hand man because I like wouldn't have learned. But I feel like because of my experience in my youth, I was like, this is, this doesn't feel right. This feels, I, from early on, like red flag, red flag, red flag, that like a lot of people don't have that signal going off. Cause I sure didn't when I was 15 years old, sure. 14 years old. I didn't have any red sure. flags. Well, because- your frontal lobes aren't fully developed until 25 for God's sake. So yes. that, but that is why from 15 to 25, like check in with people because yes. sometimes you're not making the best decisions. No. Ay, yeah, yeah. All right. Should we do Promising Young Women? Oh, my God. Alex, yes. I I don't even – run, do not walk, pay the $20, and download the Pay the $20. Right and people now. have missed it because if we were in the before time, this would be a huge blockbuster. We go yes. to the movies. It's in the theaters. We're watching the trailers, but we're not. So it, it is out. It premiered yep. at Sundance and now it's out. You have to pay $20. You could stream it. It stars Carrie Mulligan, Alison Brie, Connie Britton, Molly Shannon. Max um, Greenfield. It is, yes. It is produced by Margot Ravi. Yes. And also I had to write down this gal's name because I have to talk about her. Um, Emerald Fennel. Do you know about her? No. So she came up with the whole concept, okay? And oh, it's the aesthetics, the concept, everything. And she is this magic person who is an actress. She was in The Danish Girl and The Crown and the show called The Midwife, all of which okay, I loved. Okay. Also, showrunner for Killing Eve. What? Also producer of feature films. Like she, and I was listening to Carrie Mulligan speak about her in an interview and she was like, she's just one of these magic people. She can do everything. She can do it well. She's also lovely. She's Wait, also sweet. Like, this is like my goal. This is our goal in life to be goal. the ultimate em- multi-hyphenate. Emerald. And her name's Emerald? Like what Her a name, name is Emerald. Her name is Emerald. So she came up with the whole concept and the concept is Carrie Mulligan is out to seek revenge because her friend from medical school, Nina, was brutally assaulted, raped. It was taped. Everyone was laughing. And then no one the, believed and, and her. She was, and she was drunk. She was she, she was very drunk she when was, this happened. She was drunk, but no one believed her. Nina mysteriously disappears. I was kind of led to believe that she committed suicide. That's right? what I was led to believe as well. Yeah, that's what I think. And then Carrie Mulligan goes on this kind of crusade where she pretends to be drunk, can't stand up drunk every weekend at a club, mm-hmm. and she tricks guys. I wouldn't say trick 
she pretends to be super drunk and she kind of sees what's going to happen in every weekend. Because she does not pursue them. She does not yeah. kiss back. She does not flirt. She is just, she is just there. And someone inevitably approaches her uh-huh. and, t- and gets her home. And she'll even like fall asleep and they'll wake her up or they'll do something. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. And in quotations, a nice guy, quote, will always offer to bring her home. And Mm -hmm. there's a great scene with Adam Brody where she's laying on the bed and she's like pretending, pretending. What are you doing? Uh What are you doing? He's like, it's okay. It's okay. He's like taking off her clothes. It's okay. And she's like, what are you doing? And then she sits up because she's stone cold sober and goes, what are you doing? (laughs) And his face, he was like, oh my God. But it is like chills. It's chills. And it's a very heightened, um, stylized movie. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's really bright neon colors. And I mean, just really like saturated colors. Yes. And Um, I was listening to an interview with Carrie Mulligan about that, about Emerald's vision. And she said, it's to put the viewer at ease and make it fun to watch this uh cotton candy, cotton candy, millennial pink, but also how they styled Carrie Mulligan, the lead of this girl who's pink and fun and cute Mm -hmm. outfits. She said, those girls, you don't worry about. Those girls, you don't think anything's wrong with them. You don't worry about them. And you're also not threatened by them. So oh, right. it was a That's very so brilliant, brilliant. It was a very conscious choice to have this blonde and a cute dress, pink nails, mm-hmm. have this dark side and be furiously seeking revenge in this very plotted out way. Because it is very, very disturbing. But you're right. It's it's palatable given the all of those things you can you can. Take it. But if it was set any other way, it it would be really hard to take. It would be I mean, oh my god, the scenes when she's with the with the men and the the moment she snaps and they and she's sober and and their reaction of, "Oh, you're sober?" and it's like, "Does that change things?" And oh my gosh, I mean, have we not all been in some sort of situation like that? I mean, I I have been in a situation very much where it's been like, "It's okay. It's okay. Don't tell me it's okay." If I'm not, if like, why are you telling me it's okay if I'm saying no or stop or don't or what are you doing? Um, but had I been stone cold sober or had I, you know, been in a different, but when she, oh my gosh. Okay. So then she goes to Connie Britton's office. Um, right, so Connie Britton plays the dean of – so also, Carrie Mulligan was so traumatized by this. She has dropped out of medical school after this event, and she was super, mm-hmm. super smart, wanted to be a doctor, and now she works at a coffee shop. She goes back to her medical school dean to – Yes, to, to – well, to talk to her because she's who she reported – or her friend, Nina, had reported this assault to years ago, and – Carrie Mulligan's character brings it up again and Connie Britton is, well, she was drunk. She was drunk and gosh, don't we all, you know, have those nights where we just, and it's like, wait a minute, so we're making excuses. Oh, and then they're saying, oh, but, you know, I'm supposed to ruin this this young man's career, this this promising young man's career um, Didn't his whole life. Didn't you think of the Kavanaugh trials? Yes. During I thought of the Kavanaugh trials and I thought of the, who's that swimmer? I don't even, I don't even remember his name now. That Stanford swimmer? Yeah. Whatever, yep. whoever that kid is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, either. he's got his whole life ahead of him, and we're just gonna put. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruin his life because you know what? You ruined her. He ruined her life. Oh my god! I the mean, the movie's brilliant. It's 
brilliant. I cannot stop thinking about it. Yeah. It is so, and there's so much more to it that we're not even saying. There's, oh yeah, it's so nuanced. It's so brilliant. It's so well done. It's so well acted. It really is a movie that you're, it's so enthralling. But then afterwards, you cannot stop thinking about no. it. And it's so crazy. Like I know I keep saying crazy. I want to start. Not I want to not say that word so much. I know um, I do it too. I do it too. But um, how all three of these pieces coincide—the framing Britney Spears, seduced, promising young woman—I'm I. This isn't the right verbiage, but like I'm glad these stories are being told. I'm glad this is coming to light because as a female, as a woman in the world, these this has been happening forever. We are conditioned from the time we are little girls to be subservient, to be everything's our fault. We are, you know, we're not, we're not victims. Um, you know, we, the man is in charge. The man gets to make the decisions. Um, and so for, to see these stories come out, come to light, I think really empowers us and empowers women to go, oh, wait, so I should listen to my gut. And when I know something's wrong, something's wrong. And yeah, if it, I, I posted something on, on my stories the other day and it was something like if let the, the people in your life, if they wanted to be spoken warmly of when they're gone, they should have behaved better when they were with you in the moment or something like that, where it's like, if you want to be re- remembered well, if you don't want to ruin your whole life, then don't do shitty things. So there's that, you know, but like it all goes back to grooming. <laughs> we are all it truly groomed does. in some sense of the word as women. We truly. And I'm just happy there's so many female-led stories and so many female voices. I mean, whether it's talking about their trauma like India Oxenberg or someone finally telling Britney Spears a story or this incredible film because it just opens up conversations. Mm-hmm. And and we're millennials, but we're not the youngest ones anymore. I mean, we I were still in our early 20s when things were, it was not okay to talk about certain things or to post certain things or to say certain things. So we are very much living and growing and changing with this, but I'm so glad that it's everything is up for discussion right now. Yeah. And I'm I feel so happy for Gen Z that they're just not going to have it. Yeah. Like they're, they're not having it. My friend, I have a good friend who's a teacher and she teaches a lot of college kids right now. And she was like, I know they're getting a bad rep for TikTok and like coming at us for our side parts or whatever <laughs> right now. She's like, but my Gen, Gen Z students are so just forthcoming and thoughtful and just say exactly what they need. And they raise their hand and they say, oh, I don't agree with you mm-hmm. about this and for, in this point and here's why. Or here's what I think. Oh, I don't feel comfortable with that. And not in a great, yes. you know, okay, I'm using that word. Not in like a, a aggressive, yes. aggressive way, but just in a way like, this is who I am. This is what I need. And I know it's okay to say that in a way that, you and I, I think millennials learned it later. Like, oh, I'm still working 20s. on that. I'm still working <laughs> we're, on that. Oh, we're all still working on it, but in a way that we weren't working on I that. I do at love that about the the upcoming generation is that they ask for what yeah. they need, and sometimes it's really annoying because we're like, oh my god, they're so they're so spoiled or whatever. But I, every generation, I feel like, feels like that way about the one behind them. But no, I I think that is really wonderful. And I think that the generation behind us is thoughtful and I think they want to learn and they also don't want to take any any crap, which I'm like, okay, no. good. Good for you. I could not be more yeah. excited. Um okay, so before we go, yeah. I have a surprise. <gasps> Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, my mother, Kathy Ferrara, has a non-toxic nail polish line called K Ferrara Color. And we have a discount <gasps> code right now. We love discount code. Just 
We love them just for our <gasps> listeners. And the discount code is obsessed25. And it lasts until March 17th, obsessed25. You can get 25% off anything on her website until March 17th. And here's the cool thing. So it's all beautiful, beautiful colors that really stay on your nails that help heal your nails, but it's also totally non-toxic. So if you're pregnant, breastfeeding, if you want to paint your kids' nails, it's just safe, safe, safe. If you get your nails done, A, if you go like to go your get your nails done, or B, if you hate doing your nails, I really, really am obsessed with the lavender nail bed healer Ooh. because it just strengthens. It's just a clear over your nails, but it just strengthens them and helps heal them from, I don't know, everything mm-hmm. we've all been through this year or just whatever you've been doing. So anyway, so use the discount code. the best nail polish. Seriously, the colors are my favorite. They're so saturated. They're so pigmented. They're, I think that the red, Anna, the color red, Anna, is the best red. It's better than candy apple red. It's better than any red you will find. It's perfect. It's the best best red nail polish. And I just, I love, love, love that nail polish. Yes. Okay, so use the discount code and we will see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to like, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Obsessed with the Best Pod. Hosted on dimlywit.com.